This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! All right, all right, party people in the place to be. Welcome to a very, very special episode of Nerds from the Underground. We are going to be talking about the best books of 2020 so far in a episode we are calling the Nerdy Awards. And I have a very packed panel. We have all these wonderful people. Introduce yourself, wonderful people. Hey, it's Fred. How are you doing, everyone? This is Nalo. We got all of the core members of the show together for this amazing, exciting episode. And since there's really been nobody posting about the best books of 2020 so far, this is going to be a banger of an episode. I can't wait to get into this stuff with you. But before we get into it, we are going to do our quick little check-in. And Fred? I've been reading a lot of AWA Upshot, and I like the world that has been created by J. Michael Straczynski. And that, the world he's created and how the, all these books tie into each other. And it kind of, you know, being a, a Valiant fan, I get that feel with them. And I think it's a publishing company you need to keep your eye out for. Right on. And Nalo? Uh, well, yeah, building off what Fred said, I really enjoyed Devil's Highway, which just premiered from AWA. It was kind of this uh, underworld story of the trucker serial killer realm and, uh, you know, some sort of vigilante detective following up on their father's murder. And it looks like a kind of creepy universe. And it kind of was a filler week and it kind of filled the void for me. For me, it's not a new book, but it's one that's new to me. It's called Jackpot. It's a aftershock book written by Ray Fox. It's a really fun heist comic, kind of noir kind of spoofy little Ocean's Eleven style. Had a blast with it. Honestly, it was just really, really cool. And all right, you guys ready for the first category? Yeah, I'm super pumped to get into this. All right. Our first category is going to be Most Surprising Book. This is a category that's just for a book that you didn't expect to really like, but it just blew you away when you did read it. And let's just dive right on in. All right, Fred. My book would have to be Olympia by Image Comics. It's a, it's actually a book inspired by Tony Pyers. Kurt Pyers is the writer, and I believe the artist is Alex Diodata. It's a really good book. It's a book that we can all, you know, all of us being comic book fans, we can associate with the the lead character who happens to be a little boy. His hero comes to his world and and things like that. It's it's really interesting book. It's a fun book. And he's just dealing with, like, not having a father anymore and things like that. So the book is just genuinely really good. And I didn't have much of expectations for it. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, what is this cover with this Kirby art style? But then when I dove into it and read it, I was like, man, I'm all about this book. And I seriously think it's probably one of the top five of this year. So for me, the most surprising book was actually Basket Full of Heads, uh, which is in the Hill House Comics imprint from DC comics which is written by joe hill and pencils by leo max so this book is what i wish the, the shelves were flooded with it's this kind of uh, classic 70s vibe horror summer camps up in maine with a nordic vibe and it starts off with kind of this magic axe that when you chop people's heads off they stay alive and can talk and you kind of have this teen heroine but the book has way much more depth and twist and turns than you would imagine it's just kind of a classic summer tale and i really enjoyed reading it i was anticipating the end while rereading the series more than three times, and I thought it was just a great time, and I really didn't expect it, so I encourage everyone to give that one a chance. 
excellent. Sounds brutal. And for me personally, I have November, written by Matt Fraction, with art by Elsa Kariter. And I've never particularly cared much for Fraction's writing, but this noir little book that he's doing right now blew me the hell away it is so great to see him finally pushing himself as a creator and finding his own voice like i'm really happy that matt's doing this and yeah the book just like was like whoa dude fraction wrote this so good times yeah excellent picks all around fellas this is off to a great start next up we have best ongoing series this is for a book that is still running that's not new to this year okay so my best ongoing is Philadelphia. It's probably the best book of this year, spoilers, in case later on in the show, but it's the best book of the year in my opinion. The Art is Tremendous by Jason Sean Alexander. The writing by Rodney Barnes is excellent as well as we know. He did a couple episodes of Boondocks. He's done the Wu-Tang TV show on Hulu. He's, he's a TV writer, and I'm happy to see his work and comics. Big fan of this book. So my favorite ongoing is Gideon Falls uh, from Image Comics by Jeff Lemire and art by Andrea Sorrentino. Uh, me and Johnny have already covered it in a previous episode of Nerds from the Underground, and this is just one of my favorite books. It's kind of a Twin Peaks horror with this black barn haunting the city that exists in multiple different timelines. And uh, it's very prescient because the main character was wearing one of these medical masks all the time, even before our current times. And it's really spatial. It has all these strange architectural use of the panels, and it's really great. And uh, you should check out our previous episode. Good point. I wonder if Norton knew it would become a political statement to wear that mask before all this happened when the book started. (laughs) Comic books are the future. And my pick, anybody who knows me knows what this is. It's, of course, Deadly Class by Rick Remender and art by Wes Craig. I just got book nine, Bone Machine, yesterday. Read it. Loved it. Such a wonderful, beautiful take on the ideas of mistakes, learning from them, and growing as a person. I wish that more people in the world would read this book so they wouldn't react to people's personal growth the way that they have online recently. And yeah, no, it's a very powerful book. I I love how Rick and Wes can do this insane book that is, you know, you got a black metal kill cloak coming after these guys, but at the same time, it's one of the most realistic looks at teen angst and and growing up as a young person ever been put on paper and it's just beautiful stuff amazing work all right next category is probably going to be fred's favorite because he is our resident hobbit lover we have best fantasy comics well this was definitely difficult for me i wanted to go with folklords but i chose not to you know you mentioned uh hobbits so I picked a book about, you know, characters walking in a group, and so I chose Reaver by Justin Jordan, artist Rebecca Isaacs, and colorist Alex Gumeras. For me, I I just enjoyed this, kind of like a Suicide Squad a group of characters together that they traveled around, and they were put together to do missions. The Skin Eater is a very likable character. I mean, she does some crazy things. She might bite a dude's dick off and things like that in the book, but I mean... I mean, it happens. That's why you don't do that things to girls that are unwilling to do that. But yeah, for me, this was a great book. I I enjoyed it. And it opened my eyes that I could enjoy something that was a fantasy. So my pick is a book called White Ash, which is published by Scout Comics. And I'm just going to read a little promo for it. It says, Welcome to White Ash, a small smudging mining town in western Pennsylvania, where the secrets are buried even deeper in the coal mines. If you're a fan of the supernatural Twin Peaks and Lord of the Rings, you're going to love to get to know this town. 
and I love this book from the first issue because it's just kind of a classic comic book feel. And it's kind of a kid wanting to get away from a cold town and something sketchy happening at a roadside motel with like a killer. And it has this kind of coal mine politics background, but it turns out it's actually a fantasy book and there are like, people are actually gnomes and elves and they're fighting like an ancient battle in this town. And it just threw me for a twist and uh, it's really fun. Wow, no, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna really have to check that out. Me, I'm going with Canto, written by David Boer with art by Drew Zucker. And this is just such a cute, wonderful book book i mean it's about this little clockwork dude who is basically like raised as a race of slaves and they work for like these bigger creatures and basically kanto like falls in love with another little clockwork person like him who gets hurt and he goes on this big heroic quest to try and save her and oh man it's just so well done it, it borrows a certain things from dante alighieri's divine comedy it does you know the kind of group travel thing lord of the ring style but way more exciting the book just kind of flows there's no draggy parts to it and the art is wonderful i i absolutely adore the character kanto like i i want to get a tattoo of him it's just one of the coolest character designs i've ever seen all right next up we have best hero comic for me i'm gonna go back to the first book i mentioned earlier which happens to be olympia i was gonna pick you know something from the black hammer universe possibly skull digger but i just like this book so much more than i mean and that's hard for me to say over anything jeff lemire writes but that's how much i've enjoyed this book it's it's such a great book wow okay now i'm super sold yeah that's huge right <laughs> Jeez, wow. way to put the hammer down fred all right nalo yeah i gotta say daredevil i'm actually new to the character so it speaks volumes i think and i read a bit of other superhero books even though i'm mostly known for my indie picks and yeah this is just so detached from the marvel universe and it's just street level amazing art really innovative showing some uh, scenes of how daredevil even sees blind and i just love how it intertwines politics and how even kingpin is put out because he thinks he's the hotshot he's the mayor but it turns out they're even like higher political powers and they have their sights set scooping up real estate in hell's kitchen and it's really a redemption story for matt and I'm in love with the book. It's the one I look to read the most when it comes out, and I was devastated how long of a delay there was to read the latest issue. So, you know, that's the one I was thinking about the most. Hell yeah. All right, all right. For me, I have Ray slash Fallen World from Valiant Comics, written by Dan Abnett with art by Juan Jose Reap. Matt Kent's run before this was my favorite superhero book in like 15 years at least it was just so amazing it was so good and i was so hesitant when i heard that somebody else was going to be following up the title but dude dan took every neat little piece of lore and setup that matt had and he is utilizing it to perfection this is the best follow-up series i have ever seen in a superhero book and as a mad fan of kent's run of ray oh man i'm just blown away i absolutely just adore this book it is so badass cyberpunk to the bone just killer killer reading man just good stuff all right all right next up we have best sci-fi comic i'll have to choose a book by boom it's called alienated writer simon spurrier and artist chris wildgoose and uh for me I'm not big into sci-fi either, but I found a reason to love it, and it's three kids named Sam, three different versions of Sam, like Samir, Samantha, and uh, Samuel, I believe. They come in contact and meet this alien in the woods, and they can kind of talk to each other, but there's also like uh, other side stories that are happening in this world 
and people that they come in contact with are in a hospital and the aliens controlling them and i think there's something bigger to happen it's a bit like archie-esque in a way for me but the art is tremendous and i'm i'm just into it i mean i think it's three issues in currently it's been pretty solid book thus far something i definitely say suggest to check out if you haven't read it uh so my favorite sci-fi series is john carpenter's tales of science fiction vortex 2.0 written by mike sizemore and art by dave kennedy this book just started its second volume recently and i was completely blown away by it it's a essentially really reminds me of this Roche Limit as well as Mercury Heat. And basically our protagonist in the first one, I mean, he wakes up in the second in the first one, he was fighting some sort of worm, uh, Lovecraftian horror. And when he wakes up here, the space station has flourished and grown huge. And the whole population now uses that kind of worm as a medicine and he's kind of freaked out. And it just has a lot of like artistic depth and background work. And I read the first volume and was blown away. So I'm extremely excited for this just solid tale of science fiction. Excellent. Yeah, no, I'm very interested. John Carpenter is one of my favorite filmmakers ever. So that sounds just awesome. All right. And for me, I have Sonata written by David Hain and Brian Haberlin with art by Gerard Van Dyke. And this is just a really, really neat, odd book. It really reminds me of something that would come out of Europe. It's basically like there's these two different groups of people that come from different worlds that are trying to colonize this alien planet, but one's low-tech and one's semi-high-tech, but neither of them really have ways to get back to their old worlds, so they have to they have to make it work on this planet. And there's this race of like these giant aliens that they believe are dumb, but you end up finding out that they actually have like underground layers full of like crazy jets and stuff that they refuse to use because at one time they actually almost wiped their own species out. It, it, it is, it's just so good. It's very suddenly talked about, but I'm just utterly blown away by it. Like there's one trade out for it. And I think the second trade's about to come out, but yeah, dude, Sonata is the bomb. Okay. And next up we have best horror. Well, the easy way out for me would be picking Gideon Falls. But I didn't pick that one. <laughs> I was going to choose also choose Mountainhead because that's a really good book. But instead, I'm going to choose a different John Lee's book. And I'm going to choose Hotel with the art by Zillibar Churbeck. I believe that's how you say his name. It's an AWA upshot book. And I really enjoyed it because I'm a huge Ice Cream Man fan. And to me, this has a very much an Ice Cream Man feel. Each issue is like a one shot, but they kind of tie in together. And if you read anything else by John Lee's, like say Sink, all the issues take place in the same world. And you might have a little bit of tie-ins, but this one right here to me has a little bit more tie-in because it takes into place in this world that, you know, AWA Upshot has created. And I feel like it's a very much Twilight Zone-esque book, especially the second issue the things that happened in this issue with people coming back to life and things like that and the character you meet in the beginning it definitely has a very much edgy twilight zone feel so my favorite horror series was the plot from vault comics by michael morrissey tim daniel and art by joshua hickson so i know this book is getting a lot of attention but also some people kind of are like the old wendy's woman where's the beef like where's the plot or i don't really i get the hype 
And for me, this book is just horror with such beautiful art, but it's really kind of metatextual, environmental, sets the kind of mood of this mystical horror. And for me, the book kind of represents something from like a Grant Morrison tale of like a haunted comic book. So the book itself, just kind of holding it in my hand, gives off this kind of creepy vibe. And it's very kind of poetically done, and I'm very excited for the arc to be finishing up this year. It's spooky stuff in a kind of not necessarily the dialogue or what happens in the plot, but kind of just the existence of being in that kind of a book setting. They really pull it off in a way that disturbs me. (laughs) Right on. Yeah, Hickson's art is amazing in that book, no doubt. And for me, this one's gotten mentioned quite a few times tonight already, but of course my top horror book would have to be Mountainhead, written by my boy John Lees, with just incredible, creepy-as-hell art by Ryan Lee. And yeah, no, this book is claustrophobic, which is weird because it takes place out in like where there's mountains and nothing but space, but it just gets on top of you. You can't breathe while you're reading it. It's It, it really triggers me and my emotions in like a way that I, I haven't really felt since reading early Clive Barker stuff. Like when I read Books of Blood, it was the only other time I really kind of felt... Like something was sitting on top of me while I was reading it. And Ryan Lee's art doesn't help because it is creepy AF. So yeah, if you're not reading Mountainhead, man, it it is like gloriously, wonderfully horrific. Right on, fellas. Those were some pretty terrifying picks. Okay, next up we have Best Crime Comic. All right, you guys ready to dive into this one? Uh, For me, my best crime book would have to be Postal Deliverance. If you read Postal, then you know all about Mark and his mom and how crazy this town is. Well, now it gets a lot wilder because Mark doesn't want to be in charge anymore and there's a killer on the loose and every issue is amazing. I mean, it's Brian Edward Hill. And his writing is fantastic. The art by Raphael and Nico is great as well. His art style is very similar to the original artist. I can't remember the original artist, the Postal, but it's very similar. And uh, I just enjoy it. It's, it's a great time. Eden's a scary place. So my favorite crime series was Heist or How to Steal a Planet, written by Paul Tobin and Arjuna uh, Susini by Art. Uh, this is from Vault Comics and... This is a crime story kind of on a sci-fi planet that's just uh, one of those planets that it's an in- the entire planet's a city and it's uh, full of criminals. And this guy has kind of just got out of prison and he's rallying up a gang to try to steal the entire planet through some sort of weird legal loophole heist. And this book is just... Uh, has a really fun set of characters, really awesome world building, really detailed art and background, and uh, it's just another vault hit, in my opinion. Right on. That sounds wonderful. I'm definitely going to check that out, man. Sounds great. All right. For me, I have Bog Bodies, written by Declan Chevy and art by Gavin Fullerton. And man, what is there not to say about this one? I mean, it is just brutal. I mean, like you you actually feel the tension, the cold air of the Irish hillsides, man, while this kid's running for his life. And then you get the weird little supernatural angle to it nice little creepy little thing thrown on top this wonderful nice little graphic novel that just really really blew me away i i completely enjoy this book a lot okay next up we have best dramatic series 
And this is for drama comics. Maybe some people call them depressing comics, whatever. But we kind of have a wide variety of stuff we like. So for me, I put Undone by Blood as a dramatic series because of uh, what had happened to the main character's family and her journey of getting payback. And also like the the side story as well. And uh, between the, the cowboys, I, what's his name? Solomon Easton, I believe. The, his story as well, how like it adapts throughout the book and uh, I really enjoyed this book. I had to find a category to put it in, so that's where I put it. For me, my best dramatic series was Undiscovered Country from Image Comics, written by Scott Snyder, Char Soule, art by Giuseppe Comincoli, and Danielle Orlandini. So this is a book that took me actually a few tries to even get into, but now I'm kind of completely hooked. It's kind of an action series, but I put it as dramatic because it's actually about this tale with some deep lore where there's a virus, sound familiar, that's killing Asia and Europe. And the U.S. has actually canceled itself from the rest of the world via communications, military barrier, and nobody knows what's going on inside. And they receive a transmission that the U.S. has a cure, and this kind of team assembles to go there, and, you know, it, they get shot down. It's not what it seems. There's actually this brother and sister, kind of the core of the series, where the drama comes in, and the brother is actually the only person in the world that's actually been able to go back to America at one point during the time it's been closed down. And he's kind of a triple, quadruple agent. And you're in this first zone of America. America is now these different zones. And they made it out of the first zone, so now they're going to the next. And I just love the concept of these zones where they're going to be completely different. America has completely changed. And it's going to be an ongoing, so I hope that it goes for many, many issues. We need more ongoings. Nice. Yeah, kind of sounds a little DMZ-ish. I love DMZ, so yeah, totally check it out. For me, I have Ghost Tree, written by Bobby Cornell with art by Simon Gain from IDW. And man, this book is just beautiful. It's about this half Japanese, half American kid who accidentally, he doesn't remember that he was supposed to, but he ends up coming back to Japan to his family's home 10 years after his grandpa died when he was actually supposed to. And he meets his grandpa's ghost and his grandpa takes him to this tree because only certain people of this family can see the ghosts that wander the place. And the land's getting tore up by this evil spirit. And there's like this ghost protector called Zero. And it's basically a really neat way that this kid learns to try and fix the rune that his life's kind of become in America. And it, it's really neat. The grandma character is just so wonderful, so funny. And Simon Gaines' art's beautiful. And his book really just hits on that, like, Lemire level. Like, you guys were talking about Frog Catcher and stuff. This book's right there with it, with just the emotional gut punch and just the, the the warm feelings and that ending i it's, it has one of the most brave endings i've seen like i really like everything about it like ghost tree is just beautiful right on okay on to the next one we have most promising new writer this is for you know people that are new ish or new to you that have really impressed you recently i'm gonna have to go with uh stephanie phillips uh she writes historical fiction in all her books she's written the books butcher in paris a man among ye artemis and the assassin and descendant all her work is uh, really good. She's, she studies the characters and brings up a lot of things that happen throughout history. And I love the research that she does for each book. And it's outstanding work. I'm, I'm a big fan, and I think she's going to blow up. So my favorite new writer is, he's not exactly a new writer. He's a seasoned writer, but he's kind of getting a surge in popularity. It's Ram V. He had this very popular title from Vault Comics called The Savage Shores and had his previous book, Graffiti's Wall, recently get published by Dark Horse just recently. 
and has been writing Justice League Dark, has, which has been pretty fun and creepy with awesome artwork to accompany it. He's doing some one-shots at Marvel coming up and as well as becoming the new ongoing for Catwoman. So I'm excited to see kind of Ram V as well as this white noise collective that is, you know, did a lot of stuff at Vault is starting to permeate the rest of the industry. And so props to Ram for, you know, uh, getting so much new work out there this year. Yeah, he's really taking off, and he really deserves it. The guy's incredible. Graffiti's Wall, that was what almost took Ghost Tree's spot in for my best dramatic, because like, Graffiti's Wall is just beautiful. And for me, I have John Lees. He's my boy, and he is really, really hitting his stride. He's been around for a little bit, mostly working for Comics Tribe, so most people really don't know him. Sync is what really got him going, and now like he's got a IDW book and the AWA book, so I think that he's really, really going to take off from here, because he just gets horror. He knows how to write a book that'll entertain you, creep you out, gross you out, make you laugh, all at the same time. I mean, and he, he's got a knack for it. He's really, really a legend in his own time, in my opinion. Okay, next up, we have Most Promising Artist. This is, you know, the same thing as the last one, just with people who draw instead of write. The pick I have is Jenna Cha. The first time I've ever seen her art is in Black Stars Above. I thought that the art was really good. It, it was awesome. I like how she drew all the natives of Canada up north there. And, man, it was excellent. I it really was breathtaking a lot of her pictures well fred we gotta talk more because my pick is also jenna cha uh, one of my favorite books absolutely recently has been black stars above it's just a comic that punches above all the rest in terms of bang for the buck detailed stories journals uh, lovecraftian world building and the art really makes the story the creepiness of the different kind of cabin folks she meets as well as this kind of tequila lovecraftian baby that's being carried around and also the scenes of kind of being sucked up into, you know, strange mystical vortexes. The book is so poetic. It reminds me as one of my favorite poets and writers outside of comics. And I think that Jenna is really off to a great career. So awesome pick, Fred. Yeah, it's a lovely book. And yeah, one of the best Lovecraftian books to come out in forever. I love that it's based off actually off of Chambers' work instead of Lovecraft. But yeah, it's great stuff. And for me... I'm going with an artist that is only known as Danny. I've never heard of her before, but um, I saw Coffinbound, and all I saw was pretty much 15 years of my life as a diehard Vertigo fan just returned to me in glorious rush of just beautiful art. I mean, she really nails that that era of comics that just really, really spoke to me and so important to me. And yeah, I, I'm just so impressed. I can't wait to see what else she does. I can't wait for more Coffinbound, but I want to see her do something that's a, even a little more gory. I would love to see that because she does some good horror. <laughs> okay, and next up we have best comic book label i'm gonna have to go with awa upshot i really like the world that they're building especially i mean every book is a horror book so i mean for me that's a winner so for me my best comic label of the year is actually scout comics i find their books kind of hard to find in shops so i guess you have to order them online but they're putting out something for everybody and they're the kind of comics where you just rented a summer cabin by the lake up in the forest and you found an old musty drawer and every series is there, and you're going to be so entertained and just so happy reading them. All the ones I've read so far have just surprised me in terms of just how fun I had reading them, and I want to track down more, and uh, I hope that they continue to grow. Awesome. Hell yeah. And for me, I'm surprised I'm actually the only one that's going to be saying these guys. I'm going to have to go with TKO. 
And it's kind of for a selfish reason. They sent me their second launch of books for free. And I really enjoyed them because there's a couple of their titles that I probably wouldn't have picked up and read any other way. The Banks is one in specific that really blew me away. And it's not the typical type of book I read, but it was just such a wonderful, awesome little read. And everything they put out seems to be really quality. So yeah, TKO is definitely the one to keep your eyes on, in my opinion, or at least one of them. And last, but surely not least, this is the big one. This is one that you guys have all been waiting for. This is our picks for the best comic of 2020. My pick is, well, it's the best book of 2020, hands down, Philadelphia. To me, once everyone here that hasn't read it, I swear you will definitely agree with me. So I'm just going to keep it as that. So for me, my pick without a doubt is Decorum by Jonathan Hickman as well as art by Mike Huddleston. I feel like this is just a book written for me. It has a mix-up of art styles. It's very horror. You know, it feels like homework to read all these kind of data pages for world building. But for me, it's just like I had the most fun reading it of any comic. I spent the most time reading it. It's really promising to me. It just feels close to my heart, and I'm really happy it's being published. Hell yeah, man. You know me and Hick, man. I can't wait for the trade to come out. Really excited for Decorum. And for mine, I, I got something that you guys would have never guessed. This is just totally off the cuff. Nobody saw this coming. But my top pick is Coffin Bound by Dan Waters with art by Danny. It just it just spoke to me in so many ways. Like I love a book that like every picture, word, and action in it is utterly deliberate. It all plays with the metaphors and the theme that he's going with. There is just so much to unpack to it with the way that women are treated, with how people with that have suicidal feelings are treated. I love the dips into to Clive Barker style horror. It just it just did everything for me that I needed in a book right now. And like me and Michael say, we, we miss real old school vertigo. It's really neat that Black Label has a few books that are trying to return to this, but none of them hit on the head. Even the ones that Dan Waters writes for Black Label hit on the head of Golden Age Vertigo as well as Coffin Bound does. So yeah, that's my pick, which nobody ever saw coming. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first ever nerdy awards and i think we might do another one of these at the end of the year just for fun to see if we keep our picks or if we find other new neat stuff if you guys are down for that and if the editing doesn't murder me all right this of course was nerds from the underground you can find me on twitter at johnny alpha 81 and on youtube at graphic vandalism you can find me at comics fred i'm uh comics underscore finance right on we are a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, and we would really appreciate it if you guys would check out and listen to a couple of the other shows on here. Lots of great stuff. But for now, until next time, aloha.